Welcome to Deck Trek. I'm Ben Kirchig, and here I make decks out of spite for Trek Pacino, and in response, he punishes himself by making them playable. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, and all aboard the pain train! Choo choo! What? <laughs> I mean, that is an apt description of what we do, though. Oh, especially today. Oh. Especially today. Speaking of today, uh, I mean, Ben's brought a real special one today. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of a preamp to the deck. Because, I mean, it's not... There's ways to build this deck around this commander. But I built it around one specific thing. And then there's a sub-theme that lets you win the game. Uh, but that's not important. What's important is the is the th is one thing. I really don't like counter spells. Unlike Zev last week, who put fifty counter spells in his deck. I or me normally, who yeah, puts who put a... seventy in your deck. Yeah. Um, I really don't like counter spells, mainly just for the fact that like the only way to deal with them is countering them, and it's just <laughs> stupid, right? Because if it's like, oh, you gain exile, like path to exile, it's in white. It's like, ooh, I'm in green, I can hexproof it, right? But like. Blue's one of the only counterspell colors. Whoa, there are white counterspells. Oh, yeah. And I think but there's, like, suck. two, and they're terrible, yeah. And I mean, there are red counterspells that let you stop specifically blue's <laughs> instance. Yeah. Uh, love those ones, honestly. There's also the one in Gruul, where you yeah. can, uh... Got yeah, got a response. Yeah. I uh, just recently added that to one of my decks, and in I was of so me, yes. excited when I actually pulled it off on you. It, it was, was great. It was so good. It was great. Especially because it was, like... I think there was, like... like Four There's things a on massive stack. stack yeah. and I'm like, no, I am getting this off track. You cannot stop me. Um, and it was fantastic. Because uh, countering, a, there's something just so special about countering when you're not in blue. It's fantastic. Um, but like, yeah, like if even if you exile it immediately, I can at least still like try to do some funky things, right? Or at least get like an ETB, um, or like I can make it indestructible if you're trying to destroy it, or I can give it protection from a color. But when it's not a permanent, and a card says permanents you control have protection from a color or something, whoops. <laughs> Oopsie-daisy, you yeah, get countered. <laughs> right, it's just like, like unless you have things like Rhythm of the Wild that just said your creatures can't be countered, right? Like, those cards are great. I love them. And I'm not suggesting, like, we ban all counter spells or anything like that, just because that would be stupid and dumb. Um, <laughs> that would be stupid and dumb and bad and stupid and bad. And at this point, it's, it's too late to change it because there's just so many counter spells. Uh, which makes every card bad in all of <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess. Um, but that brings us to the deck itself. Uh, because it specifically, the thing it wants to do is not be countered. It doesn't care about doing anything else. I mean, it sort of does so it can actually win the game. But what it cares about doing is being able to not be countered at all. Um, and so, our commander today is Marissi, Breaker of the Coil. He is Naya, which is, uh, and he's one colorless, a red, a green, and a white. He's, uh, did I read his whole name? I don't think so. Marissi, <laughs> Breaker of the Coil. Yes, I did. Well, that's all right. <laughs> um, he's a cat warrior, uh, which, I mean, you could do cat traveler, but we don't care about that. We don't care about cats. We don't care about warriors. All we care about. He's a 5-4. He has, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, go to each creature that player controls. That ability is great and boring. Whatever. Go to <laughs> creatures. No one wants that. 
We love it. But <laughs> the most important part of him is a single line of text that says, your opponents can't cast spells during combat. So now, you built the entire deck around that line around of text. Around that line of text. Right. And now you could do that. There's a few ways to do that where you could be like, haha, tricky combat tricks. Everything is trample. Everything's huge. I'm going to play a crater hit behemoth and you can't do anything about it right well no normally you would have to cast crater hoof in your main phase well yeah but like there's other things that give make your creatures really big and give yeah. them trample right and you could do it at instant speed or whatever right and you could like double the amount of power that things are doing right you can Crazy do all though. that stuff whatever we don't care about that what we care no, about no, you don't care about that. no no one cares about that that's a <laughs> stupid no one cares shut up about it Forget about it. It can't do that. That's not what we're focusing on. What we're focusing on is the ability to play all your cards at flash speed, at instant speed, and thus playing your entire turn during your combat phase just so that none of your creatures get countered and none of your instants get countered, none of your sorceries get countered. You just get to play your turn and be like, screw you, blue player. <laughs> you mean me. <laughs> screw, screw you, Jingataxius. Yeah, no, it's a... Uh, well, technically, Jenga Taxis would still trigger, because it's not uh, casting a spell. That's true. But I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So the entire goal of this deck is to play your turn only during the combat steps. Yes. All right. Yep. Awesome. At instant <clears throat> speed during the combat steps, and not abuse it to the point where it's not fun to play against you, and you just sort of stacks the board or whatever. Yeah. But just so that you cannot be interfered with, just ultimate zero interactions as every Only good on magic your game turn is. It during combat. Yes, yes. All good magic well, the... games are zero interaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. We we love to play solitaire during combat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a concept of no counter spells. Um, so like all, as, all other forms of removal are fine, right? You want to rem you want to exile my commander? Sure, go ahead, but don't do it on combat. You can't. You can't. You simply can't. Yeah. Well, I guess. Uh, are there any cards in this deck that you just really liked? Are the standout cards? I mean, I think we can both agree on one card that is like absolutely probably the best card in this deck for what you want to do. Vidalconori. Yes. Yes. Vidalconori. For those of you who don't watch game nights. Uh, is a four mana artifact that says you may cast spells as though they had flash. So, I mean, it's exactly what your deck wants to do. It allows you to play everything at instant speed during your combat step. Done. Easy. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you know, I just thought of this now. I didn't even write this in my ins and outs list. But I did notice that you had a handful of, of equipment. Yeah. You can play them at instant speed, but you, but you can't, can't equip, equip them. them. Yeah, no, well, we don't care about that. Now. We don't care about that. Okay, okay, we don't care so. about equipping at instant speed. You can do that as sorcery, just as long as it doesn't get countered. countered. Oh, okay, that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> All right, so other than Vidalcan Ori, which, I mean, is an incredible card, what are the other cards that you love in this deck? Um, I mean, yeah, anything that lets you play things that flash, like Vivian Champion of the Wilds or Arlen. Uh, the Pax Hope. Those ones are great. Um, and like, yeah, there's some other things that are cool. Um, for the most part, those are the ones that really, really matter because it lets you do things that flash. And that's what the deck really cares about. 
there is a sub theme in the deck that lets you actually win the game. Whatever. Um, not the important bit at all. Yeah, no, not the important bit. I want. I just want to play a game where my stuff cannot be countered. That is <laughs> that is my dream. That is. I would love that more than anything in the world. Um, but yeah, there is a sub theme uh, where you make all creatures goaded every combat, and then everyone just swings at each other and then they don't have any blockers when it's your turn so you can just swing out and kill everyone um and so there is also a myriad tribal sub theme yeah uh which is great i i that's also i i've been sort of saying that that's not really important to the deck but it is it is important to me because i also just i think that that concept of myriad tribal is just so funny (laughs) It's it's pretty fun. And I mean, with this commander, it's actually really good. It is. It, it is. makes it, it a lot easier well. to get those creatures through. Yeah. So uh, what Myriad does is whenever a creature with Myriad attacks, uh, for each opponent other than defending player, you may create a, a token that's a copy of that creature that's tapped and attacking uh, a player or planeswalker they control. Uh, exile the tokens at end of combat. Right. Yeah. So, so if you have three players, you attack one, and it creates two copies of that creature, but attacking the other two opponents that you weren't attacking. Yeah. Uh, so it just or planeswalkers that thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So you can decide whether it's a, a uh, attacking the player or the planeswalker, which is awesome. Yeah. So good. And so yeah, I think like they just recently released. I mean, it's been almost a year now since Baldur's Gate came out. Um, probably. Not really, but it's felt like a long time since so much has come out. Since so then. much has come out. Um, but yeah, when Baldur's Gate came out, I was like, ha, that's a weird mechanic. It'd be really funny to build around that. And then I'm like, hmm, well, I'm playing everything at instant speed. How do I make this win? And so I'm like, now's the time. I can insert the Myriad, Myriad Tribal. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've tried... I originally went through and tried to add every uh naya myriad creature but there's some really bad ones really bad ones (laughs) there's some ones that i'm just like i i cannot justify even some of the good ones aren't that bad aren't that good sorry sorry yeah even some of the good ones aren't that good yeah but the thing is there like because there's i think there's only one card that does this but there is one card that lets you give a creature myriad um, yeah, blade of selves. Yes, but well, no. There's also another one. There's oh. blade of selves, and there's also the enchantment legion loyalty. That oh, says yes. creatures you control have myriad. Yes, yeah. Which I think that's really funny because that stacks the myriad characters. So instead of creating one attacking each player, you're <laughs> now creating two or three yeah. attacking each player, um, which is just epic. Yeah, giving giving creatures that should not have myriad myriad pretty good some would say pretty good speaking of uh some other pretty good cards i really wanted to mention uh iroas yeah god of victory yeah it is it is two red white for a legendary enchantment creature god it is a seven four with indestructible as long as your devotion to red and white is less than seven it's not a creature but that's not important you don't really care if it's a creature because what it says is creatures you control have menace and prevent all damage that would be dealt to attacking creatures you control. So you can just freely attack every turn and your creatures have menace. Yeah. And it's a 4-mana 7-4. Four four. 
with indestructible. Yeah. He's a yeah. He's one of the one of the add-ins that like I'm like oh this works really well this deck. But also this is an amazing card that like I've never seen played. Mind you, I don't play against a lot of Boros decks. Yeah. Um, and the only Boros deck you do play against is all about Arcane Bombardment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that card is pretty funky. That's and, pretty good. I mean, it's like eighteen bucks, rightfully so. <laughs> um, so I know a card that you really love. It is called El True El El Truel El whatever El Truel Sure Survivors Survivors It is three and a red for creature tiefling peasant, which I mean that has to be a deck remake. Get ready for peasant tribal peasant tribal. I'll make a peasant tribal deck and a noble tribal deck and we'll fight. Yes, we'll battle against each other. So. Uh, they have Trample and Myriad, and they're a 0-4, but it says as long as it's attacking, it gets plus X plus 0, where X is the number of lands defending player controls. So if somebody ramps out of proportion, you just smack them every turn. Well, actually, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter if one person went out of control. It has Myriad. It's going to smack everyone. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. Um, because each one will come in with a different power, depending on the uh, the opponent that's attacking. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be proportional. So then people came and complained to you, like, oh, why'd you hit me for so much? And it's like, well, you just had more lands than everyone else. So if you, you had zero it. lands, it would hit you for zero. Exactly. Why aren't you playing your land destruction deck? Where you only destroy your, your own, own lands. lands. Exactly. Um, like the desert deck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, also, the thing I really, really love about this deck, uh, and I think this card I have in my Hanzi deck so I can blitz him out, give him haste. Um, it's really fun playing against your Orvar deck because in your Orvar deck you can make copies of your lands and so you make an infinite amount of lands. Yeah. And then don't have anything to do with all that mana so no. then it goes to my turn and I swing at you with an infinitely <laughs> large <laughs> trample creature. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a problem with the Orvar deck. Yeah, it's funny. It's very it's so funny. funny. It's so funny. Uh, but yeah, he's he's good. He's he's myriad, and so obviously he's in this deck. And I mean, he's just good for dealing with any players, no matter how annoying they are. Because the thing is, it the nice thing about it is it kind of ramps proportional to the threat of a player, right? Yeah. Because, like, if there's a Boros deck, it's not gonna have 50 more lands than it should, right? Yeah. Um, and so the creatures on the board aren't going to be huge for the most part. I mean, there's probably exceptions. But, um, right, so then that trample, it doesn't need to be huge for that trample to go through and deal damage, right? Because yeah. there's going to be like one or two small creatures on the board. Probably more than that. But uh, alternatively, if there's a green player, like someone that's playing a landfall deck or something, they've just got... So many lands on the board. Yeah, someone, it's um, it's Brina, and she is playing her, uh, the deck we talked about in episode two. Yes, yeah. the, the desert deck. The desert the Hazazon deck. Hazazon deck. Yeah. <laughs> right, but like, there's, there's a green player, they've got m lots of lands, but another thing green does is it makes really big creatures, right? Yeah. But the power is equal to... The number of the lands. Number of lands. So it scales sort of in proportion to that because the more lands they have, probably the bigger creatures they have. So the trample's usually probably going to get through for roughly about the same amount 
yeah. for all the players. And Which you can is swing nice. the normal one, like the one that isn't a token, at like the person who is the least threatening to you. Mm-hmm. And the other ones are still gonna bonk the players that you want to bonk. That's the that's that's a really great thing about Myriad is you can swing at someone who won't kill you. Yeah. But it can still be your most powerful creature because the copy is going to attack it's, who you actually want to attack. It's honestly a good political tool, I think, Myriad. Because if we're able to make a deal and I'm like, okay, if you you can swing the creature at me, I will let it live mm-hmm. because it's going to hurt my opponents. And then, you know, you and I will have this kind of thing going on, yeah. uh, which like, will help the opponents, uh, or rather make the opponent's lives more difficult because you can freely swing at me every turn. Like I'm letting you do that to start harming the opponents. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the greatest part about Myriad is that it also makes it very easy to be the monarch. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah, there's also one card that I just love. I've recently, relatively recently discovered it, and I just think it's a really funny card, is War Cadence. Because I don't like propaganda or ghostly prism. I <laughs> guess <laughs> <laughs> this card. War Cadence is fantastic it's two and a red it's an enchantment uh and for x and red uh it reads this turn creatures can't block unless their controller pays x for each blocking creature he or she controls so it's like propaganda ghostly prison but the but on the attacker yeah Yeah. so it's just like you know what screw you i had to pay two mana four mana to attack because you had both of them out guess what you have to pay pay 10 mana to block it I actually really Because, like... I mean, there is the easier way to just, you know, pay four to uh, to Rogue's Passage and make your creature unblockable. No, no, no. no well, no, that's no. dumb. That's, that, that's, that's not exciting. That's not as exciting. Also, if you're attacking three people with Myriad... Uh, oh, it applies to everyone. It applies to all your creatures and all opponents. Yeah. And it's per creature they choose to block. And so it does work well, like, with uh, the survivors there. If they're really big, yeah, they could get stack block. But if you have to pay even one mana per creature, and you've got, like, like, then you'd have to pay equal to the amount of lands that you have. (laughs) If you wanted to fully block, if if you're blocking with one ones. Yeah. (laughs) Which would make it almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Well, why why even let them block when you have Audric, Master Tactician, on the board? He's a two white white for a legendary creature, human soldier. He's a three four with first strike. But more importantly, he says whenever Audric, Master Tactician, and at least three other creatures attack, you choose which creatures block this combat and how those creatures block. Now, important thing to note: he says three or more other creatures. Uh, but if you give him myriad. Then that's uh, that's three creatures there by itself. You just need to swing with one other creature. Interesting. Interesting. I wonder... Does it actually work like that? Uh, no, it doesn't. Because no. it's on the attack trigger. Yeah, it's on yeah. the attack trigger. Never mind. But still, that's... Uh, Audric's still pretty good. Yeah, and I mean... I mean, you have Audric, what? Audric's really just a bully. He is. Oh, absolutely. He's he such a bully card. I... I mean, I, I put him in because he obviously fits in the deck. But he just seems greasy. Just playing him yes. like, yikes. Ugh. Yes, absolutely. It's not good fair magic. 
But that's what you're all about. You've been counterspelled so much that you want to play exactly. awful, bad, this mad, evil spiteful, magic. This is the spiteful, screw all other players deck. Well, you know what? If we're screwing players first... I want to screw with this deck to make it better. All I'm right. ready for my... Do you want to do outs or ins? I'll let you pick. Let's do outs first. All right, we'll do the outs first. So you did talk about being the monarch, <clears throat> and you can easily be the monarch. Especially if you're playing things that flash. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, they're like there's... I think all three enchantments are here. The green and white and red ones are all in here. Um, and so if you, if you flash those out on someone's end step, one... Well, if you do it before their end step, you could steal the monarch from them if they're the monarch, <laughs> which is funny. Just, yeah, that's pretty funny. It's great. Um, but then, if you do it bef- like right before your turn, then you get what? Because they all have upkeep triggers, and they're specifically oh, different if yes, you're the monarch. Yes, yes, so yes. if you flash it out, because everything you play is at at instant speed, you can flash it out on their end step, and then on your upkeep, you're the monarch. Fantastic. That's beautiful. Uh, which is great. Uh, however, that's not what this deck wants to do. It wants to play everything on combat, not on end steps. Yes. So I went more, you'll see with my ends, I went more for the more combats. <laughs> um, so I took out Court of Ire, which is three red red. When it enters the battlefield, you become a monarch. It's an enchantment. And it says at the beginning of your upkeep, it deals two damage to any target. But if you're the monarch, it deals seven damage to that player or permanent instead. Uh, yeah, not good. Moving on. The other one is Court of Grace. This one is not a bad one. I mainly cut it because, I don't know, it just wasn't that great compared to the other stuff you had in your deck. I went for more of a creature-based strategy and less with, like, the Monarch and creating these little tokens. Mm -hmm. So what Court of Grace says is it's two white-white per enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, you become a Monarch. At the beginning of your upkeep, create a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying. If you're the Monarch, create a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying instead. I just thought compared to the rest of your deck, just wasn't that impressive. Yeah, and I mean, that's fair. Uh, one thing, uh, one of the main reasons why I threw all three of them in there, because, I mean, Court of Bounty is fantastic. That oh, one isn't, like, if you're playing green, you might as well include that one. Yeah, but uh, by the way, Court of Bounty is the other green one. It is two green green for an enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. At the beginning of your upkeep, you might put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield, but if you're the monarch, instead you may put a creature or land card from your hand onto the battlefield. I love that card because it's it like so it's like the downside is getting to play an extra land per turn. Oh yeah, there there is no downside yeah. to that card. It's like I when I play that card, I don't even care about actually being the monarch. No. I just care about having those extra lands. And if I'm the monarch, great, I get to play a big creature. I have right? I have but routinely like, played a land from my hand rather than a creature. Yeah. 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 Because like, like no, I could this be is... the monarch and I just want the ramp. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. Because I mean, there's no. I mean, it obviously depends on what deck you're playing, right? But like, there's there's a lot of creatures that have casting triggers, right? Yeah. And so like, if there's a cast trigger, that wouldn't get played on there. But if you just play a land and you have a landfall trigger, that's still a land entering the battlefield. There you so, go. That's a spicy meatball. It is a spicy meatball. Another reason why I got rid of the uh, courts is because the fact that they are upkeep triggers. And you are really easily able to grab the monarch on your second main phase. Like, post-combat, you're able to grab the monarch. So, even though you are going to be goading a bunch of creatures, if anyone plays anything hasty and are able to swing at you, then you've lost the monarch. And you're not actually going to be getting the good value from those courts. Um, But, yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway. The and the, yeah, the only other the the other reason for including all three of them is mainly just so that you sort of guarantee that the monarch is in the game every single turn because yeah. most of the time you will be the monarch at the end of your turn with this. Yes. Deck. If you're not. You are having a very bad game, <laughs> and you probably should have mulliganed. Yeah, you probably should have mulliganed. Um, all right, let's talk about some ones that you might disagree with me with. Okay. Uh, the first one is Wrath of God. It is too white, white, uh, and it just says destroy all creatures. Yeah. The reason I got rid of this is because you do not care how big the board is whatsoever, because most of the time the creatures are going to be turned sideways at your opponent's. Yeah. So long as they don't all have Vigilance. Or they're, like, playing a lot of creatures Vigilance per turn. is the bane of this deck. <laughs> yeah. But you are able to get around all that and bonk people anyway. So I also got rid of Settle the Wreckage, which is two white white for an instant. It says, exile all attacking creatures target player controls. That player may search his or her library for that many basic land cards and put those onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle his or her library. I mean... Unless you're using that on yourself, I, I didn't really understand why it was there. Because when it comes to board wipes, you don't care. You're going to have the biggest board at all times because <laughs> your creatures, I mean, they're not going to die in combat damage. Because you have so many ways to get around it. You have so many ways to make your creatures, like, unblockable or, or flying or have some sort of evasion. That I was like, ah. The thing is... It gives more lands for the survivors. It's all about bonking people with the, with survivors. the survivors. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Put it back in. Put it back in. <laughs> Auto include. Uh, no, yeah, I I think that's fair. I honestly, yeah, like board wipes aren't important. The only thing is, like, if somehow your engine sort of gets cut down, then it's yeah. sort of just like ah, now I can play a board wipe because I I. I always want to know that there's at least a way to answer a board. Yes. Other I mean, that, than, that's like, the why main I did, theme of the deck. I did add, uh, sorry, I did keep some in. I kept Vanquish the Horde, which is the one that, it's six white white, but it costs one less for each creature on the battlefield, and it says destroy all creatures. Uh, I also think I put in Blasphemous Act, because it wasn't in the deck. Um, and I mean, Blasphemous Act is just amazing. So, Yeah. I, I included some because uh, you are right. You should have some way to escape a large board state. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I wanted to remove some because, you know, you are the one with a scary board state. Yeah. I think the reason I didn't include Blasphemous Act is because it's damage-based. Uh, uh, and the thing is, this deck, it can usually deal with most creatures. And the one place, obviously, like Vigilance, or if there's really big creatures that get thrown in, right like on a player's turn and they have summoning sickness so they can't attack so they're not goaded right then they're then they're there to block right yeah and so like if there's big creatures that that this deck can't deal with blasphemous act isn't always going to be able to deal right, with them as right. well right but something like uh what was what was the one that you took out um wrath of god yeah wrath of god that one can deal with those it big can. creatures yeah yeah i see why you'd keep it in i'd take it out yeah, uh, I mean that's one fair. That just because it's it's cheap, you can usually play it for one red. <laughs> oh yeah, and Wrath of God, you know, I took out because it basically could be used against you. Here's another one that could be used against you: Dictate of the Twin God. <laughs> yeah, but that one's funny. It so. is very funny. It is three red red for an enchantment. It has flash, 
And it says, if a source would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals double that damage to that permanent or player instead. If you don't kill someone with this, or even if you do kill someone with this, you are going to die next. But the thing is, if everyone's creatures are goaded and they're all swinging at each other with double damage, that's pretty great. That's that pretty is great. pretty great. That, that does sound fun, but also, I think... You are going to die. Yes, yeah. I think because you're going to die. Because that's the thing. If there's ever a moment where you are vulnerable with this deck, every opponent will jump on it immediately. Yes. yes. Which is why, like, you'll see in my ins, I tried to make it as survivable as possible. Because when you play this deck, you will be the enemy. Full stop. Like, it, when you get your commander out, when you start playing the game the way you want to, you are the arch enemy. Yeah, no, it's, it's a bit of a glass cannon. Yeah, absolutely it is. Uh, speaking of cannons, cannons like an equipment. Here's a card I took out. Sigarda's Aid. It is one white for an enchantment, and it says you can cast aura and equipment spells as though they had flash. Whenever an equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach it to target creature you control. But why did I take this out? Because you only have, like, I three. You have three equipments. Yeah, but I'm playing them at flash speed. And an important note, you can't equip that flash speed. So the reason that card is in there is so that you can play them and immediately equip them. But... But you only got three equipments. Yes, but for those three equipments, they need to be attachable at instant speed, Trek. I... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no. no, no. no. I, I don't think you're wrong for taking it out. Uh, but it is also only it's one one. Yeah. So, like, it's like, one drop. eh, might as well. Also... The, the nice thing about it um, is that the ones that I do have, there's not a lot in there. But for the most part, I think... Um, I'll let you know, I did take out... Oh, no, that's not an equipment. It's just an artifact. Yeah, some I of added them... I in an equipment. I, it's mainly because... Here, here's the other thing. Blades of Cells has an equip cost of four. And that's annoying. I don't want to pay that. I'm in green. I don't have mana. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'd much rather just play it for two and immediately equip it. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. But you only got... Okay, anyway. Yeah, no, I that's I still think it's that good. Um, here's the artifact that I took out that I thought was an equipment. It is Vivian's Arcbow. It is one and a green for a legendary artifact. It, uh, You pay X and tap it. You discard a card. And you look at the top X cards of your library. And you make a, put a creature card with converted mana cost X or less from among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. This left, for not a great reason, just it wasn't as good as the other cards in your deck. Here's the thing, though, Trek. You can do it on in combat at instant speed. You you can. <laughs> That's you all can, we care about. <laughs> but but you don't have any like actually really big creatures. The biggest creature you have is a five drop. Yeah. Like that's the most expensive one, and that's no. not crazy. No. There's Caller of the Pack. Caller of the Pack is funny. Yes, I, I removed it from the deck. What? Why? He's fantastic, and he's Myriad. He's an he's a vanilla 8... Sorry, sorry. He's an 8-6 with Trample and Myriad for 7 mana. But he is Myriad, right? Yes, but he's just an 8-6 with Trample and Myriad. Yeah. For 7 mana. 
He's but like really I said, boring. I tried to add in every minion <laughs> creature, except for the ones that were really bad. And even Genasi Enforcers, I still put them in. I know. Uh, yeah, uh, Collar of the Pack and Vivian's Arcbow, they're both leaving. That's fair. Yep. A last one is Winds of Abandon. Winds of Abandon is one and a white for a sorcery, and it says exile target creature you don't control. For each creature exiled this way, its controller searches our library for a basic land card. Those players put those cards onto the battlefield tapped and then shuffle their libraries. And you can overload it for four white white, and you can change the text with target with each. Mm-hmm. So it's just another board wipe. Um, it's my same reasoning for getting rid of Wrath of God. Yeah. Yeah, except yeah. this one ramps your opponents. Which makes it better for the survivors. No! Stop! <laughs> Stop it with the survivors! <laughs> if that's your only win con, I'm worried for you, Ben. <laughs> And, I mean, to be fair, that board wipe doesn't, uh, it says, uh, a, creatures you don't control. Yes. Right? So that one... It's one-sided. Yeah, it is one-sided. It, it, it keeps you outside of it. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, hey, it doesn't matter how much ramp they have if you play it during combat and then kill everyone. That is true. That is true. Um, yeah. It, again, that... That's not a bad card to take out. It's just I added some better cards in. That's fair. I'm uh, excited to see them. Well, we're moving on to them right now. Wow. We only had that, that many out. like I'm a genius. You are a genius. Let's, uh, <laughs> As you can clearly tell from <laughs> these decks. Let's start, with, let's start with actually this one. This one is one that I took out of another one of your decks. I took it out of Crash. Mm. It is Winds of Calcisma. It is one and a green for an instant, and it says prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. But it has ferocious. If you control the creature with power four or greater, instead prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn by creatures your opponents control. So if you don't have uh, what was the god out? Iroas, god of victory, out. It can act like that for a turn. You can make your creatures invincible to combat damage and just freely bonk people. Yeah, no, that one's uh, that one's pretty good. Yeah. And you know what's great about that? Candy and even countered. Well, yeah. <laughs> But even better than it was in Crash. Because, I mean, Crash, he's a 3-3. Three, three. So y you usually have him as a 4-4 four, four because usually something's died. But there's yeah. a chance that it hasn't. With this one, you're, you're not doing a lot of attacking, especially big attacks, if your commander's not out. Yeah. But this commander is a 5-4. So you always have Ferocious. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, here's another really good good include. I mean, this is honestly one of the best green cards in all of Magic. Elephant Grass. Cultivate. You didn't have a Cultivate in your deck, so I put one in. Yeah. That's because... Eh. <laughs> ben sleeping on Cultivate. Okay. No. Uh, there's, yeah, there's not a, there's not really a lot of ramp in this deck. No, there probably no, should isn't. be more. Um, but your CMC is pretty low, so I didn't Yeah, really the CMC care. is pretty low. And I have Nature's Lore and Rampant Growth. And I, I have Kodama's yep, Reach. Kodama's Reach, so, so I didn't have Cultivate. I didn't think cult. I, I don't like having both Kodama's Reach and Cultivate in there. And also, the other thing, because I'm a big brain genius, as we've established. Uh, just the fact that, I mean, like, ramping, it's, it's three mana. So ramping on turn three, that's not getting your commander out any sooner. You're still going to play it on turn four. So that's lame. We want lower ramp. We you want... heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. Ben hates ramping on turn three. I, I can't I'd, stand it. I would rather 
play my commander on turn three because I played a nature's lore or a three visits, which three visits also isn't in the deck. No, that's not in the deck uh, either. That's just because nature's lore and three visits are expensive because they're better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is rampant growth because that's turn two ramp. So then you can play your commander on turn three. And I mean, I've got I've got signets in there. Do I have, do. Do I have all of them in there? Uh, I don't think so. No, no, you don't. No, no, yeah, no you I do. do. I do. do. I do. Yeah. I have the Boros signet, Gruul signet, and Selesnia signet. Right? Yeah, you're all good. And so yeah, what am I talking about? There's there's definitely enough there's ramp. ramp. Yeah, there's enough ramp. Um, and so yeah, I mean yeah, you could put another ramp in there. I just figured I have enough, and you know what? On turn three, I want to be playing my commander, not ramp. See, I took out a bunch of cards that would ramp your opponents, like Settle the Wreckage and Winds of Abandon, and I put in ramp for you. Wow. Well, yeah. that's dumb. <laughs> no, Rampant Growth is a great card. And, I mean, so is Kodama's Reach. But the thing is, Kodama's Reach is arcane. <laughs> I'm going to keep in that awkward silence. Oh, you better. You better. Uh, um, here's another three drop that is really good with your Myriad sub-theme. Yes. Mirror Box. It is three colorless mana for an artifact. And it says the legend rule doesn't apply to permanents you control. Each legendary creature you control gets plus one, plus one. And each non-token creature you control gets plus one, plus one for each other creature you control with the same name as that creature. So you attack with a myriad creature. If it's legendary, they all get plus one, plus one. Then uh, the original one gets plus one, plus one for your two token copies. So the original one gets plus three, plus three. And the other ones just get the plus one, plus one for being legendary. But it's okay if they're legendary. Normally with Myriad, you would tap, attack, they would create the two legendary tokens, and you'd have to pick one of them to keep. You'd probably keep the original one. So mm -hmm. the other ones really wouldn't do anything. Yeah, they just come in and disappear. Also because normally those creatures uh, have some sort of big effect that is really important. So if you're able to have multiple legendary creatures with big effects that are really important, even if it's for a little bit of time, that little bit of time is your combat, which is your entire turn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I will mention, there's not a lot of legendary creatures nope. in here. I mean, there's Urbrask the Hidden, and here's one that I would actually be excited about making copies of. Toski, Bearer of Secrets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yes. No, Toski, Bearer of Secrets. He, I forgot that he was in this deck, but he's amazing. Uh, he's three and a green. He's a legendary creature. He's a squirrel. Uh, he can't be countered, which just makes him amazing. Absolutely. Flat out. He's great. Uh, he is only a 1-1, one, one, but he's d indestructible. And uh, when t and he attacks each combat if able. And whenever a creature you control, and he says, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Beautiful. Yeah, so him in a Myriad deck. I mean, you don't necessarily need to give him Myriad because it's just whenever a creature attack uh, deals combat damage. But be giving him Myriad, then you're drawing three cards per opponent. Yep. That's pretty good. It's very well, good. Well, three cards per combat. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You're all no, good. No, three no, cards no, it's per, per opponent. Per, yeah. No, it's not per opponent. It's per creature that per deals creature. damage to an opponent. You're right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. Toski's amazing. I yeah. forgot just how amazing Toski, Bearer of Secrets, is. He's, yep. he's great. But he's only able to do that with Mirrorbox. Because he's legendary. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Mirror box. Yeah. I also added another Here's the thing, Here's the thing though. You're, yep. I'm calling you out on, on your on your garbage track. <laughs> you took out my auto-equipped and 
equipments just because there's three of them. But there's only like four legendary creatures in this deck. So unless you're adding more in. I am. Okay, there okay. you go. <laughs> Would you like to know which one I added in? Yes, please. Aurelia, the war leader. It is two red, red, white, white for a legendary creature angel. She is a 3-4 with flying, vigilance, and haste. Whenever Aurelia the War Leader attacks for the first time each turn, untap all creatures you control. After this phase, there's an additional combat phase. I went with a theme of having all combats. Just having more and more combats. That is the theme I went with for my inns because I noticed that that is how this deck is actually going to win. So Aurelia the War Leader is here to help you with that. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that crossed my mind, but I was busy making sure I could think, play things at flash speed. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. And making sure that I put every creature with Myriad in. Uh, to go along with that theme, I actually put in an infinite combo. Oh. I put in the infinite combo of Combat Celebrant, which is two and a red, for a 4-1 human warrior. And it says, if Combat Celebrant hasn't been exerted, you may exert it as it attacks. When you do, untap all other creatures you control after this phase, there's an additional combat phase. And I added the card, Helm of the Host. It is a legendary artifact equipment for okay. four mana, it has equipped for five. It says, at the beginning of combat on your turn, create a token that's a copy of equipped creature, except the token isn't legendary if equipped creature is legendary. That token gains haste. So with Helm of the Host and Combat Celebrant, you can have infinite combat steps and have an infinitely long turn and bonk everybody to death. Yeah, but here's the thing. You can't auto-equip it because you took out that card. <laughs> okay, maybe we should put that card back in. Because <laughs> that's nine mana. <laughs> that's going to get removed. green. No, but it can't be counterspelled, though. Yeah, but it'll be removed. <laughs> Yeah, but it can't be removed on... Oh, no, no, because you, you can only equip it at sorcery speed. At sorcery speed. speed. <laughs> yeah. See? See? Yeah. Equipping at sorcery speed. It, it's important. It is important. Uh, so there is an equipment that does that same thing. I mean, it's a little more, more expensive than one white. Uh, it's four colorless. Uh, Hammer of Nazan? Hammer of Nazan. Oh, yeah. It's a legendary artifact equipment. And whenever Hammer of Nazan or... Another equipment enters the battlefield under your control. You may attach that equipment to target creature you control. So you can equip at flash speed. Yeah. Uh, an equipped creature gets plus two, plus zero, and has indestructible. Just as, you know, a little bonus. I think that card is better. Because at least it does something. <laughs> at least it does yeah. something to that card. Yeah. 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 Uh, the only thing that the uh, that the the one mana card does is it allows you to play those at instant speed. So sure. if you don't have like if you don't have like your Vidalcanori out that lets you do everything at instant speed, at yeah, least you at have least something at instant yeah. speed. That um, is true. But yeah, no, I do agree that this is a better card than that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just because you only have with the inclusion of Helm of the Host. I think you only have five equip. No, four equipments. One, two. Yeah, you got four equipments, um, which isn't too much. And one of them is pretty funny. Trailblazer's Boots. <laughs> it is two mana for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature has non-basic land walk, and it has equipped for two. That's pretty silly. I like, I like that. that. Because, I mean, you're playing commander most of the time, unless you're playing, like, against mono-collared decks. 
people are gonna have yeah. some non-basic land deck, and even monocolored decks are probably gonna have at least some utility. Like a reliquary tower or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right, like the odds of seeing just basic lands is so low in Commander. So you basically have free attacks on anyone. Yeah. That. All right, I have three more add-ins. They're yeah. all enchantments. Okay. First one is Garrick's Uprising. It is two and a green for an enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, if you control a creature of power four or greater, draw a card. Whenever a creature with power four or greater enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. Which, by the way, does work with Myriad, because they are entering the battlefield. Yes, it does. And also... Creatures you control have trample. Give everything trample. When you are swinging in with a big creature with myriad, you're drawing uh, like two cards. This is a good card. Yeah. It is card draw. That's it's, card draw, baby. It's trample. It's good. You know, you know See, what else is the good? The one thing is, though, the fact that th there are very few creatures in this deck with power four or greater. Most of them don't. And you took out Call of the Pack, which was really a big one. <laughs> Uh, well, it doesn't matter if your creatures are big or not, especially if your opponent's creatures can't block. With two or red, red, oh. uh, <laughs> close, two red, red, uh, for an enchantment that just says creatures can't block. Creatures can't That's block. all it says. Three simple words. Creatures can't block. It's called Bedlam. Bedlam. Yeah, no, yeah. it was definitely in this deck originally. Um, I can't remember why I took it out. Yeah, I noticed you took it out when you first sent me the list. It had it in there. And then you took it out. And I was upset while you took it out. <laughs> so you put it back in. Yeah. yeah. I think it was to make room for giving my opponents land so I could kill them with the survivors. <laughs> yeah. That was <laughs> no. an interesting sub theme. <laughs> no, I'm jesting. I'm jesting. Uh, yeah. I think it was just... I think it was just... Uh, I might need a few extra lands in here, so what can I get rid of? <laughs> And I did want to take out War Cadence, even though this is arguably just a better version of War Cadence. Much better. The, I mean, the only issue with it is that you can't block either. That is true. And mind you, but most of the time, everything. everything is goaded and they yeah. won't be swinging at you anyways. But, like I said, on that, like, if if someone is able to shut you down, then, yeah. you, then it gets scary. Then this game gets very scary. Uh, you basically have one shot to win with this deck. <laughs> it's very much like the... The Cabal deck, where it's like, once you do your thing, you are the arch enemy, and you either win or, or you are lose. Yeah. out immediately. Yep. Uh, but to help you, but this win, one has less ways to keep keep alive. Um, unless you play this next card, which is two in red for an enchantment. It is called Aggravated Assault. Yes, you can pay three red red to untap all creatures you control. After this phase, there's an additional combat phase. Followed by an additional main phase. Play this ability anytime you can cast a sorcery. Yeah. If you have things so you can play sorceries at flash, can you play that at flash? I don't think so. Mm. I believe it has been oracled to say that you can only do that at sorcery speed. I cried. Yeah. But if you had Vidalconori and you could do that at instant speed, that's very silly. Yeah. Very is. silly. <laughs> you could give your opponents extra combat step <laughs> why why because all their creatures are goaded trek oh and then and then everyone's like well this is dumb right because you don't necessarily have the biggest creatures but if other people have big creatures then you flash out uh what was it 
Color of the pack. Color of the pack. No, dictate of the twin gods. Oh, and it deals double damage in both combats. If you're doing Dictate of the Twin Gods, you would also want to do, like, Fiery Emancipation, which does triple damage to everything. Yes. And you're doing, like, six times damage to everything. Now we're talking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> those are my ins and my outs. I've been learning as we've been doing the podcast to kind of keep in the deck's main theme as much as possible, um, <laughs> while just making it a playable deck in, in other kind of ways to make it uh, better. So Ben, what do you think? I mean, I, I I I think that a lot of your outs were warranted. Um, for the most part, I think they're good. Um, I was there's there's some in here that I'm like ah I'm gonna throw them in. Trek will probably pull these out. I thought you were gonna take like Whisper Silk Cloak out just because it's kind of expensive. It is pretty expensive, but the thing is with all of your unblockable shenanigans. I just love it so much yeah. because I went with the way of this deck winning being a thousand com death by a thousand combat steps and your creatures aren't that big. You're literally doing death by a thousand cuts. So I really like the fact that you can just make your creatures unblockable and then what's your opponent going to do about it? Counter it? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a couple things that like, weren't mentioned because I didn't mention them and you know what they they kind of work they're along the same line of making things unblockable uh we've got uh Solteri's Trooper which yep. just has shadow um and plus one plus one when it attacks yeah it's a one one for <sighs> two but it gets plus one plus one when it attacks which if you have a bunch of combat steps that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger each combat. Yeah, because it's one plus one plus one till end of turn. I really like that. That's yeah. great. Uh, and then there's Spirit and Dal, which uh, you can forecast. Uh, so you can pay one and a white. Re reveal it from your hand. And target creature gains shadow yes. until end of turn. And so shadow, those two, both, both cards both had shadow. Uh, shadow is this creature can't be blocked. Uh, this creature can block or be blocked only... By creatures with shadow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's an old mechanic which you don't see too much of nowadays, and so it basically just is uh, <laughs> basically free. Yeah, I'm a free unblockable. Basically just unblockable. Um, yeah. Yeah. I also really like. Uh, I'm a big big fan of. Oh, what's it called? Oh, professional face breaker. Yeah. I mean, such That's such a, a good, good card. card. Such a good card. It's two and a red for a human warrior creature. It, it's a uh, 2-3 with Menace, and it says whenever one or more creatures you control deals combat damage to a player, create a treasure token, and then you can sacrifice a treasure to exile the top card of your library, and you can play that card this turn. Yeah, it's so it's a good. Good, good treasure, and if you need impulsive card draw, you know, it's there. Yeah. Um, this is good. Yeah, and it's going to be making treasures, so... <laughs> oh, another card that I just think is so good in this deck, Prized Unicorn. Hear me out. It doesn't sound very great at first. Mm-hmm. But it is three and a green for a creature unicorn. It's a two-two, so it's a four mana two-two. But it says all creatures able to block prized unicorn do so. The reason why this is good is because if you're able to myriad it, yes, your opponent can't block anything you throw at them. Yeah, it's basically a discount or Audric. Uh, yeah, if you if you give it myriad. Yeah. 
you don't even have to myriad this thing to make it good. Because if you just swing normally at someone, they have to put all their creatures into it, and you might just kill them straight up with regular combat damage. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, alternatively, uh, the, the idea for putting this card in the deck was more just to get the ball rolling. Right? Yeah. Because if you can hit two out of three enemies, but the third person, they just have a lot of creatures, or they have a lot of vigilance, or, like, whatever, right? Then you can just send Prize Unicorn at them, like a dinky 1-1 spirit from your Court of Grace, yeah. uh, which is out. Um, but, like, just, like, something small. It doesn't have to be anything, even just a Toski, right? Yeah. Um, then, all of a sudden, it doesn't matter what their board state's looking like. Then you can get around it, and you can do that, right? So, it, it's, again, like, sort of just a weird discount version of Unblockable. You know, I just thought of a card that I... I'm now thinking of adding in because you have a lot of really good enchantments and especially legion loyalty is so important to you. What do you think about adding moon blessed cleric? It's I believe two and a white. I don't have it in front of me. It's two and a white for a cleric. And it says when it enters the battlefield, you look in your library for an enchantment. And I think you either put it into your hand or put it on top. I think it might be on top of your deck. Uh, moon blessed cleric, two and a white human elf cleric. Uh, divine Intervention. When Moonblast Cleric enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an enchantment card, reveal it, then shuffle, and put that card on top. Yeah. So, you could go get Legion's Loyalty, and then, when it has Myriad, you're getting two triggers of those entering the battlefield, you can get all of your enchantments stacked on top of your library. Ooh, that is nice. Yeah. Yeah, so you can get, like, your Bedlam, your War Cadence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your Dictate of the Twin Gods. <laughs> I mean, the only issue with that is that you then have to draw those. But, I mean, if you got Toski out... Yeah, drawing cards in this deck, I, I think you're going to be fine. Especially with... Oh, Toski. Toski's so good. Toski's so good. Toski's so good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're feeling all right after my ins and outs? Yeah. Uh, another one that I just... I like a lot of these cards, so I'm just going to keep shouting them out. Yeah, and you can cut it. out the ones that you don't like. Uh, there's Oron... Frostfang, he's he's oh, yeah. arguably a good card. Um, yeah. He's even more expensive than the god because um, he's just that good. Attacking creatures you control have death touch, which is great. Yep. Uh, and whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. So wonderful. You know, Toski times two. Yep. But now they all have death touch. Yep. Uh, so good. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh. Yeah, another one, because like I mentioned before, uh, this deck doesn't like Vigilance creatures, uh, which is why I do actually like Court of Grace, just because it has some flying. It yeah. adds some flying in, so it's a little bit more evasion. True. Um, because evasion is needed, but also, yeah. <clears throat> there are other ways to do it, so it's not the end of the world. <laughs> it's out. Uh, but Hammer of Moradin, uh, one, it just has mirrored itself, uh, but it's two and a white, uh, dwarf cleric has myriad and whenever a hammer of Moradin attacks for each opponent un, uh, for each opponent tap up to one oh gosh I'm going to try this again Yep. for each opponent tap up to one target creature that player controls so you can tap down those vigilance creatures so yes. they can't block yeah. yeah and so yeah no, it's, it's not bad I mean it's not the greatest because it doesn't work with myriad new no. which is dumb it should yeah, it should why why did they design a card that doesn't work with myriad i i don't know but also like tapping three creatures per opponent 
with Muria, that that's pretty rough. Yeah, but I feel like it should be when it enters the battlefield. Yeah, maybe. Maybe if it. Uh, I don't I, know. Actually, I don't know. no. I don't know. I'm. I'm making things up. Never mind. That is still great because it is attack and it does apply to each opponent regardless. Like each each one trigger would apply to each opponent. If I was designing cards, which is not a thing I do, uh, but one if day I we'll was, make our own set. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I probably would have had it be an ETB and just have target uh, a, t- yeah. a target opponent. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that would make it. But better. I didn't make this card, so that's how it is. Um, oh, well. Whoops. Anyways, yeah. And then just to crap on it again, Genassi Enforcers is not great. No. 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 But it is a two drop, so you know what? When in Rome, yeah. commit arson. It's, yeah, it, it's a, wow, it's really bad. It's it's one and a red for an Elemental Shaman 1-3 with Myriad, and it says you can pay one and a red says creatures you control named Genassi Enforcer get plus one plus zero until end of turn. So it gives itself fire breathing. The nice thing about it is that it does apply to the, the yeah. copies that it makes. But, but it's not really that great. Though I mean if you do if you do make if you do add Myriad to it two or three other t- oh like one that or two other funny. times then that's that could be funny, power, right? Yeah. That's a lot of power you're adding for two mana. And if you have a bunch of open mana, then you can just sink all your mana into there and just, you know. It's funny like that. That's pretty good. Um, and so in that very rare circumstance, it's good. But yeah, no, it's a, it's not a great card. No, I was honestly expecting card. you to take it out. Um, uh, you know what? In retrospect, I should have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. But yeah. It then, slipped through the cracks. It's not even fire breathing. It's bad fire breathing because it costs two, two mana instead yeah. of one. Yeah. Uh, one last thing that I'll mention, and it's kind of the only sort of strain of goad tribal. I don't know if you call it no, just goad strategy. Uh, is vengeful ancestor? Oh yeah, uh, I just think that one's really funny, especially if you have dictate of the twin gods out. Again, dictate of the twins, twin gods is such a meme card. I love it. Yeah. Um, but whenever vengeful ancestor enters the battlefield or attacks, goad target creature. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but whenever a goaded creature attacks, it deals one damage to its controller. So this is the bane of token decks. Yes. Yeah. You could one shot a token deck. Yeah. Just by goading them all, and they all swing at you, and you lose a bunch of life. Yeah. Also, and then they it, don't even deal damage. Like they'll they'll die before combat damage is done. Yeah. Which is great. Also, interesting. If someone is playing infect, this could kill them. Because it's the creature dealing damage to them, so they start infecting themselves. Oh my gosh. So if you're playing in a playgroup that <laughs> likes to play with infect, this, I believe, technically would give the person playing infect, infect. Infect, yeah. Yeah. And if you're able to do it... Enough times. And, and copy it, or like, you know, if they have more than a single creature out, right? Yeah. That could be nasty. That could be funny. That, now that is funny. That's pretty funny. That's, I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna make an anti-infect deck, which is just like cards where, that make creatures do damage to their controllers. Like Rakdos Charm. Yeah. Yeah. And, but like, yeah, just like, and like a bunch of like double damaging spells, I guess. Yeah. And then just make creatures infect themselves. Oh, but then also throw in, infect in there so you can give target creatures just, infect. Oh, you can give your opponents infect creatures and have them bonk themselves. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. 
That's I mean, so dumb. I, I mean, that's going to be in a few episodes, right? Yeah. It is. Okay, it is. wonderful. It is. Yeah. One thing I will mention, I'm just proud of myself for making this deck, mainly just because it's a it's a instant speed themed deck that's not in blue at all. Yeah. And I just, you know, every so often you need to give the color wheel a good old whack. <laughs> Isn't that what this podcast is all about? It really though? is. It really is. Yeah, just uh, making things a little, making some things that you weren't expecting. Yeah. I love it. And also, so just another shout out to Toski Bear of Secrets, because he's great. <laughs> well, I guess with that, uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. That is all my ins, all my outs, and that is um, Marisi. Marisi? Mar- Mar- Marisi? Whatever. Yep. It's your commander at flash speed thank you very much for your for this deck and uh last thing before we go today (laughs) sorry (laughs) today we are sponsored for a very specific audience are you are you a squirrel are you someone who wears women's underwear (laughs) no well (laughs) this holiday season Get all your women's underwear at Toski's Secret. (laughs) (laughs) The Squirrel Women's Underwear Store. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so thank you to uh, Toski's Secret for uh, sponsoring this episode. And that is also why I've mentioned Toski Bear Secrets so many times. Just so I made sure that everyone would get that joke. I'm going to end the episode. Good. Right now.